find yourself in a world that no longer makes sense. When you realize that a man like Epstein didn't Epstein himself. When the police are defunded, but Pakistan gets a gender studies grant. You may be in the Collapse Experiment. Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment. And yes, uh, it has been a week. I have been on hiatus. Um, actually, I was sick. Uh, had a bad cold, turned into a sinus thing. Uh, doing something like a podcast uh, wasn't exactly feasible. Uh, the episode of No Way Jose I was supposed to be on was canceled. Uh, not due to being sick. Uh, there was some uh, scheduling issues, but this coming Tuesday, tomorrow, if you're listening to this, uh, Tuesday, I will be on the show. Uh, it will be live on YouTube, so you will be able to find it there. I don't know if he's going to do the paywall thing or if it's going to be uploaded right away. Last time, it was about a week before it was available on Spotify and other outlets. Um, I'm assuming that will probably be the case again. But uh, anyways, today I am not just reading the news. I am doing a little bit of a deep dive into a recent story that I think everyone should be concerned about. This is regarding the disappearance of James Gordon Meek, who was an Emmy-winning ABC News producer, investigative journalist. Uh, he... <laughs> I've been doing a deep dive into uh, his life ever since the Rolling Stone article came out uh, asking the question, where is James Gordon Meek? Back in April, his penthouse apartment uh, was raided by the FBI. It was a quick 10-minute raid. Uh, eyewitnesses don't know if Meek was grabbed or if he was even home at the time of the raid. They did state that they were able to grab uh, confidential, classified uh, documents off of his personal laptop in the apartment. It is unknown whether or not they apprehended Meek. Of course, Meek also has not been charged with a crime. Uh, according to his attorney, who is uh, also stating that... Uh, any leaks coming out of the government about the status of James Gordon Meek uh, was illegal and um, questionable. So um, definitely have a very pissed off attorney uh, regarding the case. And um, the big question is, what would he have had on his laptop? What would it have been regarding? Uh, there is a popular speculation has something to do with the book that he was working on uh, involving the pullout of Afghanistan and Pineapple Express. Not the movie about marijuana, but an operation where Special Forces, Green Berets, uh, Delta Force, a group of guys retired and active duty <clears throat> put their money together were able to charter flights, go in-country <laughs> during the fall of Afghanistan. They went in-country to find allies, uh, U.S. citizens, all these people who were going to be left behind by the Biden administration. 
and they got them out. So Meek was working on a book uh, regarding this operation, along with another guy, uh, retired Colonel Mann, I believe his name is. Uh, the book was released in August. Uh, however, Meek is not listed as one of the co-authors. It's just Colonel Mann. Uh, there is one photo that is accredited to James Gordon Meek. I don't know how much other material in the book was based on information that he was able to supply. But um, this was a very touchy subject for the Biden administration. Uh, looking back, remember that it was the State Department that was trying to prevent these flights from leaving the country or landing in other countries. So you have these guys charting these flights, paying the money for the pilots, the planes, the rentals, everything, to get these people out of the country as it's falling, knowing that they're going to be killed by the Taliban. And the Biden administration's like, no, 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 you, you, you can't save these people. That's, no, we're, we're not having that. Everything's fine. Everything is fine. And uh, these guys were like, no, everything is not fine. You suck. Uh, we're going to do it on our own. Um, so there is some questions as to what information he might have had about the fall of Afghanistan that would hurt the midterm election that is coming up. That is one theory. Um, but I found an article last night. This was published two days ago. Uh, the Press United. I'm not familiar with this website, but I will say that the journalist who worked on this, um, they, they did their work. They uh, were looking at something I was looking into. Because one of the first questions I had was, did James Gordon Meek have any contacts or any history of working in <clears throat> Ukraine? Uh, there's only one article that he ever wrote about Ukraine. He wasn't writing about the war at the time that it was starting, uh, which was just before he disappeared. Uh, didn't do any articles on that. He was still concentrating on a lot of the uh, terrorism cases that he had been following for years. But he did have one article from 2014 that I found regarding uh, Gray Greystone Mercenaries. This was a sister company of Blackwater who were operating in Ukraine in 2014. Uh, this was during the time of the coup, the, the government uh, overthrow of Ukraine that was head by the U.S. So Russia had made accusations that 150 mercenaries were operating in Ukraine against Russian-backed government officials. Uh, these were heavily armed men who were showing up at these <coughs> protests against the government and aided in the overthrow and the installation of a U.S.-backed government. So there was that. That was one story that I did find. It was the only story I could find that James Gordon Meek did on Ukraine. But in the month prior to his disappearance, let's back up here. His last, his last actual tweet was just one word facts and it was regarding a Twitter post that he was retweeting and commenting on by a retired CIA official. Uh, this guy, uh, what was his name? It was like Mariopoulos, something like that. Uh, 
Also had a long list of credentials. Um, was known to be the survivor of a traumatic brain injury. Uh, that was listed on his bio. But this guy uh, used a bunch of um, letters uh, in his tweet that most people would not understand. But here is a translated version of it. Uh, the 2014 to 2022 Ukrainian Civil War was an eight-year lab experiment on Russia's military tactics, techniques, and procedures. It added that the U.S. intelligence and unconventional warfare experts had learned a shit ton. Uh, so James Gordon Meek was acknowledging that this was a fact, that uh, this guy was not just spouting nonsense. And he had previously, let's see here trying to I know it's down here Meek's tweeting about the situation in Ukraine since the 24th of February was fairly sparse but on March 4th he revealed that America's Germany based 10th Special Forces Group had quote spent a decent training spent a decade training Ukraine Special Forces operations forces in unconventional warfare almost exclusively they are seeing those tactics being used very effectively against the russian bear so this kind of shows that he had insider information as to what was happening in ukraine uh, in exposing his secret schooling this secret schooling Meek was notably ahead of the curve. It is only since late September that Western news outlets have acknowledged the decade-long 10th Special Forces Group training provided to Kiev. This indicates that he knew something the rest of the media didn't or maybe wasn't allowed to mention at the time. So there's also a lot of photos that are coming out of the raid. Uh, the Bearcat in the front... Uh, the SWAT team officers who uh, didn't have any identifying marks or insignias on their uniform. I thought that was uh, telling. And um, yeah, there's still, uh, it's only speculation as to whether or not um, this was why they grabbed or possibly why Meek disappeared. Meek's other posts on Ukraine suggest that while far from a Russian apologist, he was very critical of U.S. policy in the region, particularly plans to ship endless weapons to Ukraine, believing it would be difficult for the cargo to reach the front line, let alone be used very effectively by local troops. Both obvious outcomes have been subsequent, subs, uh, hmm, subsequently admitted, leading to online backlash and official denials. So, yeah, this guy uh, did his homework. I'm pretty impressed with this article. Uh, and this is one of the later articles I've seen on the subject. The only other person I've seen covering this since the initial release of the Rolling Stone article is uh, Glenn Beck, of all people, who acknowledges that this is probably the story of the year, uh, if not the last couple of years. And that's that's overriding... Uh, <clears throat> covid and um the lockdowns and everything else because this you know we've we've seen attacks on our uh civil rights over the past two or three years uh we've seen a lot of uh, over the past 20 years considering the patriot act if you want to throw that in but over the last two or three years we've seen uh attacks on our right to assemble 
religion, uh, the ability to move about and do whatever the frick we want to do in an open society, uh, free speech, uh, definitely a huge attack on free speech right now, uh, considering that the White House is working with uh, social media platforms to say who can and cannot talk on these platforms. That is a direct violation of the First Amendment. And right here, another direct violation of the First Amendment, James Gordon Meek. Uh, who knows if he was planning to do a series or coverage on the Ukraine war. Uh, this seems to be the most plausible theory I have on why they would have grabbed him. If it was... If it had anything to do with 3212 Unredacted, uh, which is another story that he worked on for three years and it was turned into a documentary, granted, it did come out, it was released less than six months before he disappeared, uh, it was nominated for an Emmy, uh, that nomination was pulled back after the raid by the FBI. So, not only did this guy disappear, and nobody bothered to tell any anyone else about it they were just like uh, yeah, we're we're pulling this nomination because uh you know having some guy that's uh possibly no longer with us or in hiding or whatever you know if he won this thing and he had to uh, you know come and be presented with the award and he didn't show up uh questions would uh would be raised so you know, the, the fact that they pulled the nomination for an Emmy on that story uh, says quite a bit. The whole um, series of events following that raid uh, is spookier than the raid itself. Uh, you had him abruptly, uh, I'm guessing it was by a phone call, say that he resigned from ABC News. He still had time in his contract, but... Um, he abruptly quit. Uh, he had told the guy that he was working with, uh, Colonel Mann, uh, on the Pineapple Express book. He called him and said, I can't work on the project. I've got some personal issues going on, blah, blah, blah. Sorry. And that was about it. Um, neighbors haven't seen him. Uh, his apartment has been abandoned. This is an apartment that, uh, from my understanding, is about $2,000 a month. I don't know of any uh, renting agency company who would just sit on an apartment when they could be making $2,000 a month on it. This thing is just sitting there abandoned. Like, they haven't even bothered to try renting it out again. That uh, is interesting in itself. I You just, you don't see that. So, um... This guy, he, he covered quite a few stories. There was the Kayla Mueller story uh, that I was just looking into yesterday. This was a girl who was abducted by ISIS. Um, they still really don't know how she died. ISIS said that she died in an airstrike, either by Jordanian or American forces. Uh, later, it was revealed in 2019 through... A witness at a trial that uh, Baghdadi, who she was forced to marry and was repeatedly raped and beaten by, uh, he had ordered her to be executed. So there's 
possibly three stories as to what happened to her. Uh, the fact that Isis had sent photos of her body to the family via, via email um, tells me that it probably wasn't an airstrike. Um, they also said that her face was uh, bruised and battered. Um, she was wearing a black hijab. There wasn't really any other details about the condition of the body or what was in the photos, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that uh, she was executed as Baghdadi had ordered. And thankfully, um, President Trump made sure that his ass was blown up in Operation Kayla Mueller. Uh, so that guy is dead. Um, I, the next time I have a drink, it will probably be in the honor of uh, his demise. Because um, that is a human being that we don't need breathing air on this planet. Uh, thankfully, he is gone, and um, if you don't like Trump, you can at least acknowledge the fact that him ordering this guy to be blown to smithereens, um, nobody can say that was a bad thing. So, um, kudos to him on that one. Uh, a very sad story, and uh, Meek covered that from 2013 until... The last article he wrote, which was about the conviction of one of the ISIS Beatles, um, they were found guilty uh, last August. Uh, they were He was sentenced to, I believe it was eight consecutive life sentences for the execution of several uh, hostages, including Kayla Mueller. Um, there was also German and Japanese uh, hostages that were executed by ISIS and potentially by this man. So, um, not a good guy. Uh, but that was the last article that uh, Meek had written about, was this guy being found guilty. Uh, so, that was kind of a, a nice end to that story. I mean, about as nice as it can be, considering the circumstances. But at least he was able to see that one through. And unfortunately, we don't know where he is now. Uh, a lot of people are asking the question, where is James Gordon Meek? We haven't heard anything. Uh, still, every day I check the news, I put his name into Google, look to see if there's any updated stories. I just happened to come across this Press United article, uh, searching for pictures last night. And, um, you know, this guy was... Uh, going along the same lines of the theory that I had uh, regarding Ukraine. Uh, I couldn't see where anything that he had worked on prior would be something that they would grab him for. My, my guess is they would grab him for something that he was either currently working on or looking at uh, working on in the future. And with the information he was already revealing through Twitter, it appeared he had some really good sources when it came to the conflict in Ukraine uh, I don't doubt that whatsoever. The, the guy had a lot of good sources throughout the military, the intelligence agencies. Um, he's known to be personal friends of FBI agents. Could be, if he wasn't grabbed in April, could be why he wasn't. Maybe somebody gave him a tip and said, hey, uh, they're going to be raiding your place. You need to get the app out of there and uh, find some place to lay low for um, <clears throat> ever. So, who knows? Uh, thankfully, he did not end up like Michael Hastings, uh, as far as we know. Uh, 
my guess is he probably ditched his cell phone, uh, used cash, did all these secret uh, spy techniques he would have learned over the years. And um, even though this guy is six foot seven, uh, very noticeable, uh, recon very recognizable facial features, uh, the guy stands out in a crowd. And yet we have not seen him. Uh, Looking back, uh, I, I was doing research on who he was, uh, his family. Even his family has some amazing stories. It's no wonder that this guy was able to create the contacts that he did over the years. Uh, his dad was a speechwriter for Robert Kennedy, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Uh, he even wrote a speech for John F. Kennedy about the space program. Uh, he was in the Korean War uh, front lines as a, I believe it was a medic or a corpsman. Uh, so the guy had seen combat, and this was uh, his dad. During World War II, his grandfather was a commander for a, um, I believe it was a bomber unit um, during the war. So his family had connections. He also had a cousin who died in the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh this is all stuff that, uh, there was the, the Oklahoma City bombing, there was the shooting outside the CIA headquarters in Langley uh, that happened while Meek was uh, living in the area, and what was the other, of, oh, there was, some, he didn't really go into detail, but there was a story where Meek was in Panama, and he was helping uh, a group of, um, humanitarian aid workers going from Panama into Colombia. And the same group who he was helping cross the border ended up being picked up by FARC. They were held hostage. Uh, Meek wrote about this uh, for the several years that this went on until they were executed by FARC and were never released. Um, that was one of the first stories that he covered over an extended period of time. Unfortunately, a lot of his early work before 2013 is very difficult to find. A lot of it went into print. Uh, much of it was not uh, cataloged online. So we have 464 articles through ABC News that you can access on their website, all written by Meek. Um, prior to that... There's some New York Daily stuff that is uh, hit or miss. I was only able to find two articles on their website written by Meek out of the um, years that he wrote for them. And those were posted in 2013. So I don't know if they were at the time like cataloging previous stuff that he had written because from 2011 to 2013, Meek was also a researcher advisor for... Uh, the House Committee on Counterterrorism for Homeland Security. That's quite a title, but he was the guy that they went to um, as an advisor on policy. Uh, you know, is is this mosque an issue? Uh, how are these people being radicalized? Uh, things of that nature. And he worked closely with a lot of experts in the field. So here's a guy that had uh, top secret classified uh, clearance working for two years in this job and um, seen a lot of stuff. He, he was able to learn a lot of things behind the scenes. 
So he worked within the government and uh, later covered it outside of the government. You can see where this guy would have been a problem, uh, especially working as a journalist. Uh, his experience helped with the... Uh, 3212 Unredacted, where he was able to figure out what names were covered up in the report and who the families were not supposed to know ordered the mission that these guys went on. The official story was a bunch of bullshit, and uh, Meek was able to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt. Uh, there's there's no way the story that they're... St I, I'm assuming they're still sticking to it, uh, after Meek's story came out in the documentary, the Pentagon said that they would reinvestigate the ambush in Tongo Tongo that had uh, four Green Berets killed. Uh, that has yet to happen. <laughs> so um, Meek definitely, uh, while he was just interested in the truth and wanted to, uh, especially for the families, uh, set things straight and figure out what the hell happened to their family members as they should be allowed to know. Um, you can see where this guy would have been a problem, especially for an upcoming war, uh, which it looks like we're going to get into. Uh, the 101st Airborne is stationed three miles off of Ukraine's border. Uh, there's speculation that they are sitting there in case um, Russian and uh, what was the other country? Belarus, uh, in case Belarus joins the fight and tries to cross into Ukraine. So, um, <clears throat> it looks like we're going to be getting involved in that one. And we can't have reporters knowing the truth on what is happening over overseas. So, um, this guy, James Gordon Meek, where is he? What happened to him? Uh, why was he a threat? I think we can figure out why he might have been considered a threat it's just interesting that he would have disappeared considering his family's history um, his history in covering a lot of things and um, yeah uh, I'm just not surprised that the Biden administration would consider this guy uh, a threat to the point where he needed to disappear so um, if there's anything that makes somebody look insecure it's uh making another person disappear <laughs> because they might be a threat to them. Um, not exactly the actions of a government with um, high self-esteem. So that is about it for me today. This is the Collapse Experiment. What do you think happened to James Gordon Meek? Uh, I will try to put that as a question that you can answer uh, on this podcast. Uh, let me know what you think. Uh, will we see him again? Uh, if not, wh what do you think happened? Uh, but remember, uh, you are the carbon they want to reduce. Thank you for listening to the Collapse Experiment podcast. For more content, check out thecollapseexperiment.com where you can find the latest news articles. If you'd like to help out this podcast, check out books by Matthew Gilman on Amazon. Or you should just buy gold and silver. Just just buy gold and silver. It's it's a better investment, and uh, you might actually have something to trade later on when the world <laughs> falls apart. <laughs>